Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time to talk Pac 12 basketball. This is the Pac 12 Insider here on ESPN. 700. The Pac-12 Insider is presented by Les Olsen IT. Now for the latest on Pac-12 basketball, here's the Pac-12 Insider. Here on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700. Utah, the Arizona Wildcats coming up on Thursday night. Then Arizona State on Saturday. Gained a little momentum back with that nice win against Colorado. It was also good to have Lawson Lovering back in the lineup. I don't know that there's a great team in the Pac-12 Conference this year. I'm not sure the Pac-12 is going to get many more than three, maybe four teams in the tournament this year. Arizona will likely be in, but they've kind of underachieved based on where I thought they would be this year. I thought they'd be the dominant team in the league, but they've had good moments and some head-scratching moments, too. Our next guest, big uh, Pac-12 analyst, uh, went to Arizona, lives in Tucson, so he knows that program very well. Uh, covers the league across the board, and he'll have the game on Thursday night for Pac-12 Network. My friend Matt Muehlbach swinging by. Hopefully he'll be home in time on Saturday. Hopefully he has got a game Saturday, can be home Sunday for the Super Bowl. Are you going to be able to watch the Chiefs, or are you working on Sunday? You know, I got Sunday off. I, um, I'm pretty fired up. I got. Uh, I'm, I think I'm barbecuing and smoking about every potential meat possible. So <laughs> it's going to be a fun day. Well, I mean, it's the Chiefs. You've got to do it. You got to right? get that trigger out back, it. fire up the grill as well, right. and get things going. That's right. No, it's and you know, like we waited what 50 years to get a Chief Super Bowl, and we've had four and five or six years. So I'm kind of. I'm sort. I mean, I wanted to win, obviously, but I'm just enjoying it. I'm enjoying the ride, and you know, I didn't think they would actually get there this year. Um, so it's it's it was it was an incredible achievement, I think, to get there. I'm just going to have fun watching it. Well, when you've won as much as they have, you can't you can't be. I mean, you can be greedy, but it's just like it's it's a certain point. You were like me. You didn't know if they'd ever get there in our lifetime, and certainly win it. And then they not only did they get there, but they continue to get back, and they've got the best player in the game. It's just, it's yeah. almost an embarrassment yeah. of riches at this point in time. We can't complain about anything moving forward here. That's right. No, the, 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 and they. I think they got the best player, the best coach, probably the best tight end and and defensive lineman too, and Chris Jones. So it's they just have those. They have that four. That four. Uh, the four pieces and they just add or subtract whatever, whatever they, whatever they do. And they seem to get there. Well, too. And, and I don't want to get too far afield here, but you're also a Kansas city Royals fan. And it was kind of nice to see the Royals invest this off season in some free agents and spend big money yesterday, signing their, their, their franchise player, Bobby Witt. <laughs> I got, 
I got a hilarious text from my my buddy Steve Kerr that he was really upset as to why the Dodgers have not. He's a Dodger fan. Huh. Why are the Dodgers not signing Bobby Witt as as you know as they do in the past? They they take the Royals good rookies and sign them three or four years later. So it was pretty funny. But no, that's exciting for the Royals. No, it is. And tell Steve to keep his hands off our players. <laughs> we were we were a farm team for the Yankees for a lot of years. Tell him to tell him he's got his Shohei Otani and now back the hell off. That's right. That's right. Well, I had told him four years ago. I said I was telling him, but we were both big baseball fans, and I was telling him about Bobby Witt. And I said he didn't know about him, and I said, "Oh yeah, you guys will sign him in four years, so you'll you'll see him then." Well, isn't it nice <laughs> though, as a Royals fan, to see them investing it and is. paying their guy? I mean, again. Two hundred eighty-eight million is is the largest contract in Royals history, but it, it pales in comparison right. to some of the others we've seen. But it also shows a commitment to Bobby Witt saying, "Hey, I want to build this thing." Right, that's right. No, it is, and they they have to spend something, right? You got to spend a little bit of money, and and good for them. Oh yeah, and his his buddies Patrick Mahomes too, and Mahomes is one of the oh, owners. Is. Oh yeah, he and he and Mahomes are buddies. They're Texas boys. Oh okay, okay, that's awesome. So anyway, uh, to the basketball now for just a minute. Do you agree with me? Not a great team in the league this year. Well, I mean, I, I'm hesitating because I, I do think Arizona is an interesting team. You look at them, um, you know, they've had some unbelievable wins. You know, they they beat Duke on the road, second game of the year. They beat Michigan State in the neutral. They beat Wisconsin. To those Wisconsin game, I didn't do the game. They beat Wisconsin by, I think, thirty five or 20, at least 25. Um, I mean, they were up 30 plus on them in Wisconsin's. What are they ranked fifth in the country or something right now? And, you know, then they had, a, and they beat Alabama as well, but then they've had a couple, they've had a couple, um, I guess, I guess odd losses. Um, the, the biggest being the Oregon state loss. And so I think they've got potential to be really, really good when, when, when they're at their best, you know, their ceiling is pretty is, as high as anybody, I think. But they have shown a little bit of a a little bit of a weakness on the road, which all these teams do. And it's it's. I mean, I've I've been talking to different people like, why do these teams struggle so much on the road, um, especially in basketball? Because it doesn't. We don't see it in baseball. We don't see it in football as much. Um, and I just think that you know, there's there's so much about the the proximity of the crowd and how close it is, closer than any other sport. I mean, we see NBA games now. I was watching it with my daughter the other night, and she was laughing because there's like a fan sitting next to LeBron. <laughs> Their seat was right next to him. And so, you know, the, the closeness, the proximity, I think it creates such a incredible momentum for people on, on, you know, the home team. And I don't think it's as much of a as a deterrent to the road team as it is just the home team seem to rise up. And uh, that's what they did last year. Or that's what Utah did last year against Arizona in that uh, December game, early December game. Yeah, but but you kind of reinforced my point there. I mean, if, if you are truly a great team, great teams don't go up and down and up and down quite so much. I just think we're a league full of a lot of good teams this year. With you know, and okay, maybe on a given night you can look great, but great teams look great a lot, not just on given nights. Yeah, no, I, I, that, that's that's right. I mean, I think, but I also would probably. If if you go by that, I would probably say that there's not a great team in college right now. I agree with that. I I agree. I don't think there's yeah. a dominant team in college basketball this year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they, 
trying to think of it, you know, even go through the, you know, go through the teams of, of Duke and, and Carolina just lost at home. I saw to Georgia tech a week ago and it just, it just keeps, just keeps going. So if I, if I put you on the spot today, today on February 6th, who's the best team in the pac 12? Oh, Arizona. Okay. Yeah. I think they're, I just, I, I go back to those wins they've had in the ceiling they have. Um, and I, and I will say this, um, that I, I felt like I would have probably hesitated a little more if they had not beaten Oregon. Um, what was that last Saturday? I think it was last Saturday. No, two Saturdays ago um, it, 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 at Oregon. And I felt like, you know, they had that, that weird loss at Oregon state and now they go play Oregon. I think Oregon's really good. Um, and especially at home and they're getting better. And I was, I, I, thought they may not win that game and they played really well in that game and that to me sort of substantiated that they still comp- you know are still pretty darn good the the, the key to beating arizona is what um you know i think um i think a little bit of it is arizona um and you know if they don't play well but i but i think what we've seen in the games that they haven't played well is teams have been hot from three and, you know, whether it's I, – I, I asked Sean Miller years ago, they were leading the country in three-point percentage defense. And I asked him, I said, is that something because of what you do? You know, you guys are just better at closing out. You just guard the three-point line better. What is it? And he said, no, it's, it's a lot of that stuff. But he said, to some degree, it's a little bit of luck. You know, the teams are going to have 23s a game, and 10 of them might be pretty good looks. And I, I can't – you know, we can't control whether they make – all 10 of them or two of them. And, and uh, you know, you look at the games that Arizona played, Stanford hit 16 threes against Arizona when they beat, beat them at Stanford. Um, the game at Oregon State, I think Oregon State hit 12 threes. And I don't think they've even come close to that all year. Um, so I think that was a key. I think, um, and, and as, as I said, if you hit threes, and, and certainly that was one thing Utah did last year. And have at times this year. We're talking to Matt Mulebach of the Pac-12 Network here on the Bill Riley Show today. Uh, Arizona's in town Thursday night. Matt will have the call with Roxy Bernstein. Um, Ducks seven and four. Oregon State or your Washington State seven and four. Cardinal of Stanford. Are they finally? Be, I mean, it's so weird. They're six and five in the league and eleven and ten overall. I, they may be the hardest team annually for me to figure. They haven't been to the tournament in, in the Jared Hass era. Yet they've got all these players. To, to, to me, every year I just try and look at them and say, why aren't they in the tournament? Yeah, they have size. They've got an incredible um, freshman right now in Keenan Carlisle. They've got um, shooting. Shooting. They have shooting all over. Brandon Angel's an extremely underrated player in the league. Um, Max Maxine Reno is, I mean, he's, I, I thought, Carlson was the best seven foot shooter in the league. And I was looking at some numbers today and Reno's shooting really well from three. Um, he's the, he's the best seven foot shooter in the, in the league. So they, I'm, I'm with you. Like it's, it's been, it's been a little bit head scratching. Um, why is USC so bad? I think it's a good example of just new guys. Chemistry didn't click. Um, they have no low post scoring. And, you know, so many teams, like I love when Utah gets the ball to Carlson. I love when he shoots threes, but I love when they get it inside to him too. Because when you get the ball inside and you can score inside, you can dictate tempo, 
you can get to the free throw line, and it creates open looks for everyone else. And SC has none of that. It's it's one reason Arizona is so good. They can, when they play well, they can dominate teams in the paint. And um, and I, I, SC just they, they never did that from the start. It was all guard or oriented, you know, shooting jumpers, relying on, you know, the guards making plays, and and um, and then now they've got injuries. Um, so Collier's out. Um, and uh, I think that, I think there was someone else that was out, but uh, it just never clicked. I think the media has done a disservice to Bronny James, and I think in some ways his dad has done him a disservice too. LeBron talking publicly for so many years about wanting to play with his son in the NBA, and then all these talking head shows talking about you know, well, is it going to be next year? Is it going to be this? I, I feel bad for Bronny James because I think he's a good basketball player, Matt. I'm not sure yeah. if he's an NFL, if, if he's an NBA basketball player. He certainly isn't right now. He's not going to be playing right. in the league with his dad next year. He averages five no. points a game at USC. I just I feel bad for right. a kid that's not really able to enjoy what should be a great college experience because of all the outside noise and some of it created by his own dad. Yeah, I read where the day he got on Instagram, he had a million followers, and. Um, that, that kid is, you know, he's just in a, in a, in a boat, like in a fishbowl. But I have to say, like, I'm with you. And I have to say, like, hats off to him, though, how he, how he's handled it. I saw him play at Arizona. And I mean, just, you know, he's just, he really handles it well. He started that game because they had a bunch of injuries and he handled himself well. The crowd was getting on him a little bit. And he just, he's such a good team player. Like, through all the things you just talked about, hats off to him for how the, the kid's got a great head on his shoulders. Give me a read on Utah right now. Um, just past the midway point, six and five. They've missed Raleigh Wooster. There's no doubt about it. I'd hate to think of where they might be if Davon Smith didn't get his his waiver, but he's been terrific. He's kind of a walking triple-double every night. He was one rebound, one assist away from it the other night. He has one already. He's been come close about three times this year, so he's been a nice a nice, you know, find when they had he and Wooster together, they were really playing well, but they're still there. Most everybody have them as a tournament team still. Um, I was looking at Brad Bracket Matrix earlier today. They were on 87 of the 88 brackets that were filed. So um, most people mm-hmm. have them somewhere between about an eight or a nine seed. But just kind of give me your read as to where they are and what you think they still could be. You know what I love about them are the pieces. I love all the pieces they have. You know, as you just mentioned, they have two really good point guards. One of them's hurt. When Wooster gets back, that'll, I think, secure their defense more. Um, but I love the pieces they have. You know, they've got they've got really good point guard play. They got an unbelievable shooter um, in Gabe Madsen and scorer. They've got a, a really good big guy in Carlson who's, you know, who's proved he can he can score, he can play, he can shoot. I love, you know, I love Kaba Keda, um, unbelievable athlete. And then they have all these really good role players. You know, you have Lawson Lovering, you have Bajima. Um, it, I just think their pieces really fit well. I, I think, you know, Craig Smith did a great job on roster construction. They play well together, great chemistry. I, I think this week sort of, and this particular game Thursday feels like a pretty big game. It feels like kind of a separation game. Because if Utah wins, they're pretty much locked in the tournament, you know, unless they really make some mistakes down the stretch. But, you know, they're undefeated at home. The only three teams in the Pac-12, Utah, Colorado, Arizona. 
um, all three undefeated. So I'm interested to see if Utah can keep it up. Um, I think I think they can um, for sure. And I, I love, like I said, their pieces, their depth, and their coaching. They, 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 they play really well together. What do you think the ceiling for teams in the tournament is for the Pac-12? I think uh, you'd have – right now I think you have Arizona, Utah, and Colorado are in the tournament. And I think that uh, Washington State and Oregon can both get in, you know, conceivably. It, it's going to be hard because, again, you're going to see a lot of these teams playing each other, right? And so the 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 Colorado, Washington State, Oregon are kind of on the cusp right now. So all three could get in or all three may not get in. And so I think with that, you, you have somewhere between about three and five teams. Who's been the hardest team for you to figure this year? Um, maybe, well, Stanford, I think you mentioned that. I think that, that for sure. Um, I think, I think Oregon has been a little bit interesting late to figure because I, I, I'd written them off early (laughs) and then all of a sudden Shellstad showed how good he was. They got healthy and they started winning a ton of games. I think they won six, seven games in a row. Then they struggled on the road, lost to Utah, lost to Colorado, um, and then I thought the home game, the Arizona was curious to me because I thought they, I th- actually thought they would win that game. Um, and now all of a sudden they go on the road and they split at USC UCLA, which UCLA is playing a lot better. Um, so Oregon's been curious to me as of late. Cause I, I thought, you know, a few weeks ago, they might win the conference. So, um, interested to see how they finish the season up. ASU's been a hard team for me to figure. Uh, they're five and six right now, eleven and eleven overall. Not sure which direction they're leaning in. They've lost four in a row. Never easy on the mountain trip. They've got to go to Colorado, then come to Salt Lake City. This is a you talk about a big stretch for Utah. It's a really big stretch, I think, for ASU. Yeah, you know they they struggled it, it, kind of through December, and not that I wrote them off, but it was like they they had some struggles, a lot of new guys, and then they got hot. All of a sudden, they win two road games to start the conference. They win at home versus Utah, Colorado, which both those games surprised me. I thought I thought you know Bobby Hurley was in the lead for coach of the year. Um, they struggle just to shoot, and so you can devise a lot of game plans, but if you can't make shots, it's it's difficult on them. And that's what they've that's what they've been facing lately. Like, just tough for them to make shots. Not against Utah. They made 12. I don't know that they've made more than that oh, all year yeah. long. They made 12. In that game. Yeah. And, oh, I mean, it's just like, right. where did this, like three of them were banked in threes too. Right. Well, that's, that's like you mentioned Arizona earlier. It's like, where did the 16 Stanford threes come from? Or the 12 Oregon state threes? same thing. You know, you go on the road and a team hits 12 threes. Ages. You almost don't have a chance to win. Let me ask you about something that's college basketball related, but not Pac-12, although it is kind of Pac-12 related. I'm not sure if you saw what Patino said yesterday, but he said college basketball needs a salary cap. Um, it's getting out of control and unmanageable. You're a smart guy, Matt. You played this sport. You played with star players at Arizona. You've seen it all the way through. Um, you're an attorney now, too, so you know a little bit about this stuff. Um, are we trending in that direction? Are we going to be to a spot in two, three, four years where – you know these var these these guys that are making the money in men's basketball and in men's football are going to be signing contracts and not scholarships. I think there's a good chance there's going to be a lot of change still. We think about the change in the last three years. 
we have NIL, and we have the transfer portal, which free, you know, basically you're transferring anywhere you want without sitting out. And um, now the conference realignment, <laughs> which is massive, right? A massive change. Three massive changes, basically three years. And so things are happening at such a rapid um, pace right now. I would not be surprised. I mean, I think there's things up in the air, you know, there, there's questions about whether players could be employees, um, you know, whether they, they unionize. Um, I think there's a ton of things that are on the table. You know, do they, do they separate football from every other sport or maybe football and basketball? I think all those things are on the table. It's, it's tough on athletic departments right now. I mean, I know, I know your AD right now, you know, Mark Harlan, great AD, unbelievable AD, but it's tough on those ADs, man. There's so much happening right now and trying to, you know, gauge the change. Arizona just, Arizona had 22 out of 24 starters back on their football team and they lose their coach. And, you know, then it was, then it was a fight for survival to try to keep the players. And so, um, I don't know. It's, 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 it seems like something is going to give, you know, in the next three to five years. Yeah. And here's the thing. I mean, are they still student athletes at that point in time? If you're paying them $250,000 a year or whatever it might happen to be, are you still funding their scholarship? I mean, does the scholarship come with that too? Or are they going to be made to pay their own scholarship because they're now professionals? I mean, how does that work? Because, I'm going to guess you have to still be a student. That's at the heart of it. It is a university. You're not just there to right. play basketball or football or volleyball. So who's paying for that scholarship then? Because if you're asking the athletic departments at some point to have to pay these kids, does the scholarship come in with that too, or do they have to pay for that themselves? Yeah. No, I think all those questions remain to be answered, right, and, and where it goes from here. Um, I think it's all on the table. I do think that, you know, it's interesting because the lens – has changed so much as you just, you know, detailed, but I think 80, 90% of the rest of the students at, at, at these particular schools do experience the student athlete experience that I did. Um, and, um, you know, they're, they're, they're not usually receiving NIL money or, or, uh, you know, going pro typically not going pro, but um, uh, certainly in basketball and football, that's not the case. I still think that there's something to being a student and getting that degree and because pro basketball is not going to be there for everybody. I mean, it's not going to be there for a lot of people. And if all your, all your vision is on simply getting as much money as you possibly can in the short term, you may end up walking away without a degree. And that degree might be something that's just as important in the long run for the next 45 to 50 years of your life. Yeah. Yeah. No, no question. I mean, like you said, I mean, the guys, that, I mean, I guess they're, Pro opportunities, the guys that make the NBA is super small. Correct. I mean, it's a few players out of the Pac-12 in each league, right? I mean, it's just it's just very small. Um, and yeah, some of them are going to go play in Europe. Some are going to play somewhere else. Um, like I think I think Arizona is a good example of that. I don't know how many pros they have, but they have a they have a like NBA pros, but they have a lot of pros. I mean, they may have seven or eight guys that will play, you know, somewhere. But again. Um, where does that all kind of play out now in the next few years? Because it is it is difficult on the schools right now. That's Matt Muehlbach. He'll have the call Thursday night at the Huntsman Center on the Pac-12 Network with Roxy Bernstein. Sean Mooney and I will have the call here on ESPN 700 as the Wildcats come to town. Then Saturday night, it's Bobby Hurley 
in ASU coming to town, and I've been told Red Panda is making an appearance on uh, on Saturday oh. night. Matt, you're you're here again really? too soon. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, that's right. I've, I read an article on her. It's an amazing article about the history of that. Um, that's pretty cool. That's, that'll be awesome. Well, two incredible games. Um, let's you know, it'd be interesting to see if Utah can hold up the winning streak at home. And and do we like the you know? Betting man or not, uh, what do you think? You taking the Chiefs in a point and a half? Do you like them? Like their chances in Vegas on Sunday? I do because of the Andy Reid two week preparation. I just think he's the best at getting ready for games. They just they just went through the gauntlet of you know Miami at home, Buffalo on the road, the Ravens on the road. I mean that's the hardest road anybody's had. Well, I, I like the what, Andy. What I like the Andy preparation. I like that number fifteen is my quarterback, yeah. but I like Steve Spagnola with two weeks to get ready. He might That's be the best point. big game defensive coordinator in in, yeah. in NBA or in NFL history. And no offense, but he's going up against a quarterback that's only in his second year who has struggled against yeah. some lesser defenses. So, to me, yeah. I, I I like the Spags against the young QB Purdy matchup too. That's a great call. Yeah, Spag- Spags has been the MVP the last three weeks. He has. He and his defense have been fantastic. Yeah. So, all right, we'll enjoy, Bill. I look forward to seeing you on Thursday. Hey, Matt, thanks. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Matt Matt Mulebach with us here on the Bill Riley Show today. Color analyst, former, about, by the way, one of the great players that nobody really talks about. You know, he played with Kerr, and he played with uh, Sean Elliott. He played with some really good players. He was down there from about 87 to 92 or so. He was a good player. Grew up in Kansas City, too. Went to Rockhurst. I remember watching him play at Rockhurst High School. So, uh, terrific player. Good analyst, too. Appreciate Matt's thoughts. Also appreciate our friends at Chipman Roofing. Braden Chipman and Chipman Roofing. Locally owned and operated. New year. It's winter. It's cold. There's snow. There's rain. It's probably taking a little toll on your roof. If it has, well, before it's too late, have somebody take a look at it. You don't want that long-term leak on the roof causing trouble other places in your house. So have Braden come out. With a day like today where it's cold but not rainy or snowy, they can come out and give you that look. And, of course, decades of experience going into every project they do. So let him help you out with a repair, a re-roof, a new roof, gutters, soffits, whatever it might even be. Flat roofs, too. They can help you out at Chipman Roofing for a quote. Have him, uh, have him give, come out and see him. 801-664-2906. That's 801 801- 664-2906 or find them online at chipmanroofing.com. That's Braden Chipman and Chipman Roofing. Halfway home, your text message is next right here on ESPN 700. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.